welcome, welcome, welcome to Pretty Women Pray 2. And this is your girl, Jessica Latoya Johnson. And we're just back again for a, another segment of Pretty Women Pray 2. This is our last episode on the podcast because we are moving to a larger territory. We're going to be doing Pretty Women Pray broadcast. So we have Shanice Harris that Hello. is joining Hi, Shanice. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. And this is a woman of God. Um, I admire this woman. She is a woman of virtue. She is a woman of integrity. She is, oh my goodness, it's just, she's a mother. She's, it's just so much to say about this woman. So, um, Shanice, just tell um, our audience just a little bit about you, Um. about your relationship. I I am currently um, rediscovering um, who I am with Christ. Uh, God has brought me a long way. I started my relationship with Christ when I was about 14 years old. And um, within the last, I'm 34 years old right now, within the last two years of my life, I have seen God do some amazing things. Um, by transforming my mindset, transforming my heart, moving me in ways, loving me in ways that I had never could even imagine. And so um, I've gotten to that place where my love for God has grown so strong that I can't help but want to fight for him and can't help but want to fight for his people. And so that that's the that's the sense that's where I'm at right now. Is I, I want to fight for the love of God. I want to fight for his people, fight for his children, fight for his will to be done. That, that's amazing. And we just, um, a very special anointed woman of God just joined us. Um, Internet, can you just, you know, tell us who you are, tell us your love for Christ and just, just tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Let me know. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you. <laughs> Okay. Um, Hi, everybody. My name is Antoinette, a.k.a. Netta's Life is what I go by as a blog on IG. Um, And I would like to say, first of all, thank you, Jessica, for having me. You're going to have me act all sophisticated and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know I'm silly. I would like to um, say my love for Christ. I've grown up. I've always grown up. I've had a relationship with God. Um, I was raised by my grandmother. And so my grandmother developed, uh, was the first one that showed me God. And she lived God. And she quoted scripture. And she taught me prayer. And so as I got older, I always had a relationship with God. What was foreign to me is I didn't know other people didn't have a relationship with God. Um, as I got older, I started really diving into the word of God more and more and more. And then I started understanding that I wasn't living a saved life. And I would like to say my marriage drove me into a saved relationship with Christ. So God got the glory still. <laughs> so, saved life for the past I want to say I was living a saved life my whole life, but I said save, save life for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So what, what, 
What does it mean to be a wife? You said that you were a wife. What does it mean to be a wife? And could you just give us a little backdrop on that area situation of you being a wife and a divorce and how all that impacted you and affected you with your relationship? Well, um, I was married for, I was in a relationship for about seven years. We were married for four and a half years. Um, and I would like to start off by, I, I have to be truthful, I did not know what a wife was. So I was married, I, I got married being ignorant. Um, not so in the way that I did not, um, how can I put this? I did not understand God's purpose for marriage. I understood what I desired for marriage. And so by that, what happened was I started understanding that I called me to that marriage and God didn't call me. And so now I'm learning how to prepare for marriage now because I'm finding out first who I am. Ooh-wee. <laughs> wow. So is, is it important? Is it- really important to know who you are as a woman, as a person before you jump into a relationship, into a marriage. Uh, you want to help me out with this one? <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's very important for you to know who you are um, because a lot of times when we don't know who we are, we look for love in all the wrong places. We look for people to fill a void that they were never created to fill. And so when you don't know who you are, your husband can become your idol. He could become your God. And so it's very important for you to know who you are and know what you have to bring to the table. Know your worth. So when you enter in, you can your marriage can bring glory to God. Amen. I, I, I was absolutely on point. I also, I also want to add on uh, for, the, for your singleness time, it's for you to find out who God is. Because when I know who God is, my husband even can't take his place. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I won't, I, I won't feel the voice where my, my, I won't look to my vo- my husband to feel a voice that God has already filled me in. Mm-hmm. And so I tell people the singlest time is God's time. You're not alone. You're in freedom. I'm over Amen. here and jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Our <laughs> sister Shantae just joined the line. Hey, sis, how you doing? Hey, I'm waking up from a nap. What you think about marriage, this marriage life? And, you know, is it is it really important to, to know yourself? Because, I mean, a lot of people don't know themselves. Like, you know, people from the world, they, you know, they get married and, you know, they don't trip off of God. But what is what is God's purpose for marriage? Anybody? Ooh. Ooh. Anybody? God's purpose for marriage is ministry. Mm. Um, of course, everything gonna come in line, like the you know the love and the romance and all that good stuff. But I believe his 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 main purpose was for ministry. Um. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you sit and you and, and and I'm you know I'm not coming against single pastors not at all not with what I'm about to say however I believe there there needs to be a balance you know um 
I understand sometimes, you know, situations and circumstances happen and then you become this single pastor and this and this and that. But then even in, in that time of your singleness, um, you should be more commune with God, you know, just asking him, you know, the do's and the don'ts, you know, because in, in, in being single, you have so much more opportunity to um to know God and then allow God to um minister to you so you can get to know yourself than when you are married because when you are married it's almost uh, well I'm gonna say it's almost it's a um sacrifice you sacrifice yourself for this purpose not I don't, mm, just my opinion ain't no such thing as fifty fifty you know it's a hundred and hundred on both ends you know so um. With marriage, it comes. It, it, it just comes with a lot. It's a lot more than when you are single. And I know you asked me uh, in the beginning, it's an important to why you single to find yourself before marriage. Absolutely, absolutely. Because if you just falling into a marriage, um, I know I came in at the tail end of what Antoinette was saying, so I didn't see, I didn't hear the whole thing she was saying. But just from experience, if you don't know yourself before you get married if you have not a clue i'm not even talking about getting to know god just you getting to know yourself just you knowing who you are um that marriage is going to be a burden it's going to be burdensome you know um and, and what i'm and what i mean by that just us as being ladies um if we don't know what a marriage truly, truly comes with, we'll get, we'll, we'll get so uh, consumed with that man. And I did, I don't know who said it, but yo, they was like, they was like, your husband can become an idol, mm-hmm. and yeah, he can. And that's when the problems come in. And I'm not, and I'm just, I'm, I don't know if we, are we talking about saved marriages or unsaved marriages? Because, because, I mean, unsaved people in marriage or saved people in marriages. Because it's kind of like, you said what? There she goes. She didn't top it off with a whole nother level. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's, it's totally different. Because you know, unsaved folks, they look at marriage differently. Unsaved people, um, they look at marriage as a finance, you know, financial thing, um, um, security and safety, and which are, are a good aspect of um, looking for a marriage. However, on the safe side, we don't go into marriage with that. We go into marriage thinking about ministry. How is this person going to enhance the ministry that's within me? How am I going to supposed to be able to help together and bring about this ministry that God have on on you know that that God have you know with us on this earth and then comes the romance and the you know you know all that good stuff you know <laughs> but I just should believe ministry is what God was thinking about um I, I would like to go back to this is just my opinion because um, and I get that from thinking about Adam and Eve. You know, they weren't courting. They weren't boyfriends and girlfriends. You know, even though the Bible don't, don't uh, it's not specific in that, but how can God go against his word? 
he is a you know he you know he he's not going to, he's not going to go against his word. So I believe they were married. You know what I'm saying? And so when one spouse fall, the other spouse spouse fall. You know, <laughs> so um yeah, it is very important that you get to know who you are. And um sometimes I ain't gonna say it's too late when you're married, but it's hard. It's hard to get to know you when you are already married. Because you already have all this stuff on your back. You know, you 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 already um see marriage as this and then once you get in it you like, Whoa, that's just not what I seen. But I'm 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 a moving groove with it, you know, <laughs> and and you can't lose yourself. Oh. I lost myself in my first marriage. I lost I lost me. I lost myself. Um people tell me now the you know, the ones who, who knew me, you know, in the first marriage and everything now, and they and they will always tell me you look so much better because you you used to we, didn't, we couldn't even tell that that was Shantae. So not only was I losing myself, you know, um, inwardly, I was losing myself physically and didn't even know it. Okay, so you know, right there, when you said you was losing yourself um, physically, did you, like, did you lose, what do you mean by that? Did you, your appearance, did it change? Did everything, it- my appearance changed, everything changed. My, um... I just started, I, I started to look at myself different. So by me looking at myself different, I didn't keep my appearance up. Cause now I'm looking at, dang, I just, I, I lost this man to a younger lady. Okay. So now my, my whole self-esteem is gone. Mm-hmm. Everything is gone. And so I say this all the time, it's so important to have a support system. Mm-hmm. So I didn't system to build me up when I didn't know how to build myself up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and since you're talking about the saved marriages, I was saved mm-hmm. in my marriage. And I didn't have the church to help me. And so if I'm looking like this on the outside, no one said anything to me. Right. And you know, a lot of times, because a lot of people... I'm going to tell you who said something to me. It was, it was a young lady. I ain't going to even say, well... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if to call her saved or not because she don't go to church, but she but she believe in God. Anywho, she just wasn't in the church. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? She wasn't in the church, and um, yeah. So when, when I say I lost myself physically, I physically physically lost myself. And a lot of times, now, I did the I, I did maintain. Like, I ain't go outside without cleaning myself or whoop while this, whoop while that. But when I look back at the pictures, yeah, I can I can see I'm a, I'm a dark girl, you know, but but my skin, my skin looked it real dull. My eyes looked it blank. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So, so it, it was it was just so when a person is depressed or going through life and you could like the first thing that a person notices is their their physical appearance uh, their physical appearance and I just need to know how is 
keeping yourself, grooming yourself, being beautiful, beautifying yourself on the outward. How does that impact you on the inward? Because it gotta be something tied into it where a person like, okay, for instance, the Cinderella story. And we all know like how Cinderella was, she was wearing these raggedy clothes and you know, she had a broom and all this, but then when she met the prince or whatever, her appearance changed. So how does that tie up into us? Because a woman of God, we cannot be looking any kind of way, you know, because it, it shows of us, it shows how we reflect Christ. So let's kind of talk about that, like our outer appearance. I think um, me being in the beauty industry for over 14 years, I have seen the actual physical change that happens with the woman's spirit after she's been beautified. I have witnessed women coming to the beauty salon. I'm talking about look like they've been towed up, like they just straight been in the fight mm. and sick. But the minute they get out of my chair, it's like mm. what sickness? It left. Yes. Because it, it, it's something about understanding that I, I love Christ, so I want to reflect the light. Okay. Yes. There's certain. There's a certain way. I'm not gonna look a certain way not for no one else but because of the love of Christ mm -hmm. so I know that my beauty plays an important role no it's not vain it doesn't come first because I'll go live with a with a shower cap on my head I'd have done it before so I'm not caught up in vain but mm -hmm. I had to Learned that my my grandmother. Uh, I was just reading. It was funny. Was I was just reading Esther. I told you this yesterday. Esther, the book of Esther had been on my mind. And, and we, if you grew up in a a, a Christian church with the they, you wore the well, Pentecostal, you wore them little ugly blue jean uh, skirts, Come on, <laughs> them thick socks, and them thick tennis shoes. And then yes. you wonder why your husband is looking at the girl. Uh, with the cute dress on and the bling bling on and a cute makeup because they've actually set and, and, and planned how they were going to look. They put emphasis in how they wanted to look. They just didn't do it out of routine, but they actually said, look, I want to look and feel beautiful today. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we struggle and in the inside, do I feel beautiful? And which is why on the outside, we don't look like it. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn as as a, as a beautician, my job is to beautify. So you can't come around me looking ugly. It ain't gonna happen. If you got a <laughs> husband and you my client, come and get your hair done, sis, because what you not gonna do is have a whole husband looking a hot mess. Mm -hmm. You have to be around people that call it out. And my grandmother did it for me. When I got mm -hmm. a certain weight, Netta, you didn't gain too much weight, okay. <laughs> Okay, because I lost myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. I lost my depression to take over and you start looking like depression. It's a yeah. slow That's true. It's a slow mm -hmm. killer. It'll sneak up on you. It'll sneak up on you. You'll look up and you ain't combed your hair in two, 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 two weeks. And you're like, wait a minute now. This quick wig glue look like matte stuck to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to go on and play punk in that $75 get that quick weave done because you need your hair done. And as women in the kingdom, we're not vain. It's just that when you put care on how you look, you represent Christ because you mm -hmm. love on yourself. That's a love language to yourself. That's why Ooh. you can be 
confidently in who you are and nobody has to tell you that you ain't nobody got to tell you that you're cute every day because you know you're cute because of what you put into you you invested yourself in it that right there is just a, a mouthful because you know I was I was in a, a call for two almost two years and I lost myself in that occult because I wanted to serve God so bad and they little by little was like women don't look like this they don't dress like that and then before you know it I lost my whole identity wearing real big dresses down to my all the way past my ankles not you know nothing looking at myself like who is this person mm-hmm. who is this person I began to just just wither away I lost my um, sense of style. I lost my zest for life, for being feminine, for being pretty, for smelling good, looking good, looking like a flower. I lost that. So now God is slowly he didn't gave that back to me because you know, our, our scripture um, in Psalm 139 verse 413 saying that we are you know, in 14 saying that we are fearfully and wonderfully made that God took his time to create us. So he cares about, you know, he cares about how we look. He cares about if we look in the mirror and, and you know, he cares about everything. He cares about our hair. You know, he cares about our attire. He cares about all of that because I be around a lot of women who are just so depressed. But as soon as they put on their makeup, get their hair done and everything, it kind of lifts out, lifts a burden up off of them. You know, he give us beauty for ashes. So he he beautify us and take away the ashes. So anytime you see a pretty woman, it's not that she's not going through. She just, she lifted herself up and she's striving to become all who Christ has called her to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think too. Also, that's why I said go back to Esther. Esther, Esther in the royal court, they sent the women mm-hmm. for twelve months of beauty treatment, of yep. oil and myrrhs. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it ain't say nothing about prayer or Jesus. And and he said when he saw Esther, in his sight, she was beautiful. That's what we have to remember. Sight catches people before anything catches them. That's why they say first impression is everything, because it is. Yes. It is. People will remember on how they see you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's important for you to love on yourself. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to draw on your eyebrows like I do. You ain't got to do that. You got to put on eyelashes. Put some Vaseline on your face. Put some lotion on your ankles. <laughs> you know, go go to the store, grab you a little uh, uh, little clip on ponytail or something, something simple. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be dramatic, but care and love on yourself because it's a love language your body needs. Yes, that that's that's just that's that's so amazing. That's that's just so amazing. So if a, if a woman is depressed, how do she store? It? How you know how how do she even get up out of that funk to even because sometimes depression will cause you to not even be able to get up out of that bed or out of that couch. So how do a woman just start little by little? Shanice, you better answer this one, honey. I I I just got done with finals, so <laughs> I've been I was out. <laughs> 
with me um it's different because um sometimes i've endured depression where i didn't want to get out of bed um and then i've dealt with the depression where i was still in the routine of things i could still put on my makeup and my um do my hair and everything but that, that heaviness was still on me so uh there are times where even my physical appearance did not take me out of that and um usually it's i have to truly go into praise praise is like my weapon mm. when i get into those modes because it's for me it's like i have to start even if it's for the little thing the littlest thing lord i thank you that I'm, I can breathe and I'm not in pain right now. I thank you that my kids can uh can have food to eat, clothes on their back, whatever it is. Like that, Lord, I thank you for this cup of water and it's clean. Everybody don't have clean water. Some people don't have water at all. And so, just trying to take my mindset, put pushing myself into that thankfulness. Um, when I start pushing myself into that that mindset of thankfulness, I feel lifted. I feel my spirit lift. And then I can come, I can get up and I can go and I can do. And I feel that heavy, that release of that heaviness being on me. Praise is one of my main weapons when it comes to depression. Mm. She's going to ask a question. I'm sorry, Jessica, I just want to ask her a question. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know Jesus to call on them. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. A lot of people don't know him to call on or even to pray or to go into prayer worship. So I have to always be in the mind frame of if I'm speaking to a non-believer. So okay. if, if they're a non-believer, how do we how do we how do we educate them about depression and how they should go about it? Mm-hmm. Well, if even if the non-believer is out because all the time you depressed, you don't, you know, you don't call on Jesus sometimes, you know, but you could go and get that lipstick and get up and put your lipstick mm-hmm. on, you yeah. know. And you can still be <laughs> thankful. You can still put yourself in the mindset of being thankful, even if you're not necessarily calling on Jesus and praising God. You can still like writing, you know, five things down that you're grateful for. Yeah. Like even if if even if it's not you know Jesus ain't even a part of it, but just five things, stick, you know whatever it is that you're grateful for, the people yeah. in your life, your job, whatever it is, finding those things like that's that that still will help you start to come out of it. I also say writing, writing in a journal, how you feel is very therapeutic. Um, if you feel depressed, get you a journal and just write if you're mad write if you want to cuss in a journal cuss in the journal allow yourself to feel what you feel because ultimately what you're having a battle with is your untrained emotion mm-hmm. so you have to get in the habit of training your emotions because that's what depression is it's untrained emotion that's how i that's what i that's what i definition is and that's what i'm sticking with <laughs> <laughs> That, that was that was um both amazing you know have a, a attitude for gratitude and journaling and everything you know just it, it, it plays a part it, it it really plays a part so um so, okay and then, I'm sorry and then what if I don't have that now I'm 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 talking about I'm not talking about nobody that's um unsaved okay so I'm going to the person who is saved who understand what praise is who understand what okay let me get this journal let me write what if you don't what if you can't come out that slump to the point you can't do nothing 
you can't and mind you this is a safe person mm-hmm. i'm not talking about the unsafe mm-hmm. now what do an unsafe person i mean what do a safe person do when they just can't come out well if you they don't they can't figure out five things to be grateful for they can't open up their mouth and thank god and they and they can't um get the strength to get that journal and start writing down so what do that person do i, I was just this person a couple months ago and you know i didn't go to work if the world was on top of me but i laid on my couch and i cried and i just called on the name of jesus just calling Jesus' name alone lifted me up out of that. I thought I was, I thought I was gonna beat her because the emotions just, man, just woo me like a, 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 a coat. Like I never thought that I would come up out of that. You know, raising four kids, being a single parent, divorce, uh, you know, all my daddy issues. You know, being abused by my mother. You know, uh, everything at once just fell on me, and I began to, you know replay these, all these emotions in my head. And next thing you know, I was in a sunken state. So I just called on Jesus and it lifted me. It lifted me. I, I also want to add on with that one. This is what I truly believe in. And y'all know I've been saying this for a minute. You, If you save, you have accountability partners. Mm-hmm. You have there to, is. That's that support you system. You have to have that support system of your accountability, part, uh, 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 accountability partners that because y'all pray together, y'all pray for each other. That's the first thing y'all need to be doing instead of gossiping because yes. y'all pray together and y'all support each other. I can feel in my spirit realm when my sister is down. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Right. That's, when, that's when I can go over to the house. Hey, because hey, I know Shantae has called you Jessica 15,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> to see are you okay or what's going on and that's the thing right there you have to be connected when you say yes. you can't do this walk alone that's because good. if you're not if you're not connected when you say you mm-hmm. are going to like you say go to that sunken place and your mm-hmm. deliverance is out the door because a drink will satisfy you better than saying a prayer wow and for those safe folks who say they don't need nobody. Everybody in the Bible has somebody. Somebody. Moses had Aaron. Mary had Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has somebody. And I speak so much on that support system because just because of what Antoinette said, you have to, because it it will be a time where you, when you can't do nothing Mm -hmm. and everything in you wants to do something, Mm -hmm. but that's, flesh just won't allow you to do nothing yeah. and you need that person and um i was if this was a couple of years ago and i was talking to an older lady um she's a few years older than me and we was in a service and the young the younger girls were crying like they were crying and yelling it didn't bother me because i because you know how you can hear pain you can hear her mm-hmm. but one one of the elders stopped them and I understand disruption take them out Terry with them or whatever the case may be but they they stopped them and the pastor interfered and said I didn't tell you to stop them I was waiting on somebody to get up and comfort them mm. the pastor was still going on and so I had made a comment I said so nobody picked that up 
nobody picked up the hurt and the pain of of these young young ladies and that's what accountability partner is supposed to do supposed to be able to pick up you know i ain't saying you you got to know everything about that person you're supposed to know every moment that person have a down you know uh, a down time or whatever but at least once or twice you should be able to like hey i'm 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 sensing something what's going on over there you know what i'm saying so and, and i'm big on that because I, I didn't have that for so long. And then I, I found out how important that was. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's one thing to get yourself um, up and out of depression, but what if you can't do it? You know, so you go, you go literally die because you didn't have that support system. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so important. Like, it's, it's to the point where you, like, right now where i'm at right now i have to redo a whole lot of things honey a whole lot of midwives i thought i had a whole lot of mentors i thought i had okay well i need you to redo this redo it you know and it's not saying i'm better than nobody or they you know what i'm saying it's just different seasons you need different things from different people you know so yeah you know look at her Talk about my daughter, but any <laughs> everybody need that support. Everybody, and I said that because I I heard so many say, folks, I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody but Jesus. Jesus even needed some people. Yeah, twelve up, right? And that's the hurt. <laughs> that's the hurt. That's the pain you were referencing in regards to you hearing them. They are ex- they're expressing their pain, their hurt of rejection or neglect, neglect being neglected or being abandoned by somebody that they love. That's that pain, that's that hurt that's speaking in that moment that I don't need anybody. I don't want to be hurt again. So now it's just me and Jesus. And and that's and that's and that's fine because sometimes we have to get to that point where it's just me and Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. But then you got to come out of that. You got to come out of there because God is a spirit and he only and he uses people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just say I don't need nobody. That's that's the point of people being on the earth, you know. And sometimes you do have that season when it's just you and God. And it's not saying you don't need people, but at this time I don't need nobody right now. I just really need God to minister to me, you know. Everybody have that season. But to that that depression mm-hmm. I like what 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 did you call it? Um Nana. Um the emotion, what you say, untrained emotion? Untrained emotion. Mm-hmm. I like that because yes. God gave us emotions for a reason. Yes. It's for us, you know, and 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 we and we do. We supposed to we supposed to be able. That's that self control. That fruit. That self control fruit. We supposed to be able to control our emotions. That's good. I like untrained emotions. I'm gonna have to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm gonna use that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Netta, I didn't. Okay. So, with your um, your thrift, um, your rich girl thrift boutique, I just really came stumbled across that. Tell us a little bit about that, cause I'm all in the dark about that one. <laughs> you know, you sound like Sean say, Netta, I ain't know you did all of this. Oh. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a it's a thrift store, secondhand store um, that I did online. I, I started it before and it was called Damaged Goods, but I revamped it last year. Um, and so what I do is, you know, I resell vintage clothes or 
anybody, women that have um, interviews or anything like that, I dress them for interviews. Um, I, nine times out of ten, I really give it away. Dress for success. Okay. For interviews. And like you say, if I have somebody, uh, me and my cousin, sometimes we do um, makeover transformations. So we'll find somebody random and we'll do their makeup and their hair and I'll have clothes here for them. Um, because I'm all, like I said, we've been in the beauty field for 14 years. I know that little piece changes your mind. It 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 does, it, it changes your spirit where you can just feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like I, I know also well about depression because I was, I had chronic depression for over 28 years. Mm-hmm. So I lived in depression day in, day night and borderline bipolar, bipolar. And so when I say I'm speaking about depression, I know the weight of depression. Mm-hmm. And here is the reality of it. We wouldn't be so depressed if we just tell the truth about what hurt us. That's so That's true. The that is so That's true. That's it right there. All these years of depression, I finally realized I was only depressed because I was keeping a secret that I felt guilty and ashamed of. But guess what? somebody took that from me mm-hmm. and so right. I was living under the depression of what somebody else put on me mm-hmm. and so when I started to when I started to do the work because I tell people you got to do the work I love Jesus like you sure do you got to do the work I've been, I've been praising the Lord all my whole life I can shout and dance up a church but here is the reality now I don't want nobody to take this without listening because people will confuse it when I started learning that I was using Jesus for a cover up instead of walking walking in his covering it Mm. shifted my mind because I had to learn that I was going to church yeah it looked good that you're going to church it looked good that you know scriptures but those scriptures ain't transforming your thoughts and renewing your mind how is it you still going 20 years later and your mind is still not being renewed But then I learned that it's God's timing of deliverance. So it took 28 years to get through chronic depression, but it Mm -hmm. was in God's term of deliverance because now that I got it, I ain't going back. He could have saved me before. He could have saved me years before, but I wouldn't be where I am now. You better speak! That process. (laughs) Yeah, that process. That process. Everybody Ooh. wants deliverance, but until God say, "I'll deliver you," you gotta stay in it. Mm-hmm. Come on now, sis. You get you going somewhere. Okay. That's you get the I had to get my oil. Twenty eight years. I got some Ooh. oil on me. Oh yes. You got. You gotta be crushed. That's that process. Everybody yeah. wants the anointing, but don't nobody want to be crushed. Don't nobody want to be broken. Don't nobody want to be spit on or kicked on. Mm. It's not even that, Jessica. It's not even that. Mm-hmm. We don't because it's not. It's not. It's not now. I, I know where you going with that, honey. We that that's gonna have a whole nother. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> it's not. It's not even that. It's 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 just exactly what Nella said. We we really. We do use Jesus. Yeah. We use yeah. the name of Jesus as a crutch with a lot of yeah. stuff instead of just. I, because I could have sworn he said 
bring your burdens on bring your burdens to me you know but in the black culture for a program to be this this strong culture and we can handle anything and whatever happens to you it's okay you know it happened and you know you got to keep moving on because there, there there's a purpose in your life this this is what the black church do so they don't allow you to hurt it. they don't allow that they don't want that i need we need you for ministry we need your gift we need your talent so we don't got time for you to be over here crying and and you you know we ain't got time for that okay you can cry for about 15 minutes you need to uh wipe your face and keep it moving because we need you to do this they don't allow you to um to hurt and to be honest you got to hurt you got to hurt to even understand you got to hurt to even understand what healing is so it's like what come off the street and then you all heal all okie dokie no you got to hurt to understand oh this is what healing feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i think about it like when we as kids as in the black culture when we got them whoopings when you got pinched when you got popped when you got a whooping and then they would tell you shut up don't make a sound you better shut your mouth i do i used to do it shut your face i don't care if i just slap you in the face you better not say nothing don't hurt don't show her don't show don't show kid not to say nothing and you just slap them in the face but we we don't we don't we don't and don't and don't be a single mom and you so independent oh you don't got you don't have the right you don't have the right to feel anything you got to be super woman you better not come up in here and you you all you you all depressed and perplexed and all that exes and all that stuff you better not do it i had to learn it and and i say that because i came from a church where shantae was strong mm-hmm. now mind you my husband was on the other side of the church with his mistress mm-hmm. but he was shantae, shantae you strong oh wait shantae you strong you you don't worry about that god will get him girl so, shantae, you, so, you talking about so another you think- another level shantae Cause you you done made you done went. That's another topic, just she done went off. Okay, okay. Bring her back in. Okay. So for ministry, okay. We know, okay, for ministry, we have our burdens. But do we supposed to allow ourselves to or let me know if, if I'm going off the subject. Let me know. But do we supposed to allow ourselves to bleed on people, or do we supposed to draw our strength from Christ to continue to minister? Because God told us to be instant, in season, and out of season. So sometimes, even while we're hurting as ministers, we still have to press, press on, helping other people. Just like now, with you saying that, that comes with maturity. Yeah. Now, are you talking about a mature yeah. saint or somebody just coming in? Yeah. Because, and then everybody's maturity is different. Yeah. Everybody's maturity level is um, at a different pace. Oh. Um, and when people say bleed on people, mm-hmm. what is bleeding on people? Bleeding on people. What, does that, what does that look like? And, and what does that mean? Okay, so when you bleed on a person, you come from a place of brokenness, you come from a place of bitterness. Like some pastors bleed on people, like they're supposed to be ministering the word of God, but they 
get into their bitterness and preach from a bitter place and begin to throw stones and begin to gossip and use other people because that's bleeding uh, okay. that's, you know, okay. bleeding all over the place like coming from a point where you, you're just angry and you're mad and you're not ministering effectively but Okay. And I get what you're saying, but okay, now, because I've grown in spiritual development, which Shantae said, love that, because that is the key. Mm-hmm. When a pastor has done that, because I walk in the anointing of prayer, my prayer changes the atmosphere. So there while they is. up there, I'm praying, mm-hmm. because somebody needs to, somebody should be able to pick that up. So and he's intercede. still a man. Somebody, he's still a man. Yes. But I should be able to up and intercede for him in that time see that's why that's that's come with spiritual development so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about nobody believing because we human you know what yep. i'm saying mm-hmm. right we're gonna do because i get mad and i want to pop off and you know <laughs> sister pop off may come out you know what i'm saying <laughs> i ain't finna she don't but what i am going to say is i have enough sense in me to know shantae i ain't, I ain't feeling this i need somebody <laughs> to pray Right, right. Out of order. Lord, Lord, help her, Jesus, because right. that is necessary. But you got to have spiritual development. And immature people look mm-hmm. at the minister and forget that they they not they not a superhero. Right, mm-hmm. right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mature people let them be because that's between the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. That's good. Now your question, your question. At first, I I kind of heard you kind of bring it out and you was like dude is the church supposed to let people hurt yeah okay. yeah yeah i believe they do because the church is too huh it is a hospital there it is mm-hmm. i was just gonna say the church is two things it's a school and it's a hospital mm-hmm. so if if i come off the street and you try to put try to put me in school i am as you say, I'm gonna bleed on people because you yeah. didn't take me to the hospital first. The hospital is in the front. Mm-hmm. The school is in the back. I have to go through the hospital. I have to go through triage. I have to go to the emergency room. I have to go through that. I have to go through mm-hmm. surgery before I get to this class. And a lot of and then a lot of um preachers, they don't I ain't gonna say they don't know mm-hmm. that. They um that that's not the word I'm looking for. I just think they just don't understand that. Now, man, and, and I speak for myself. I came off the streets at 19. Mm-hmm. At 20, I was in ministry. She said at 20. I literally came off the streets at 19. I come from gang banging. I I I come from I come from cutting girls' throat. I come from shooting folk. I come from um disrespecting uh elderly women. And then I and then instantly because they seen me do one thing. Oh, you you the minister of the praise team. Mm-hmm. What? Now now mind you, I still got hate in my heart for my uh-huh. dad. I send my don't like my mama. If my auntie say something, I'm knocking her block <laughs> off. So I didn't go through the hospital. I went straight to the class. And, and I'm not saying that God can't use that, but look how long it took me. I went through class and then I had to backtrack and go through the hospital. Yeah, go back. Now, I don't know if I bled on people, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. And, and, and you know, 
Um, by the time I was what twenty three, he had me preaching. So I don't know if I, you know, girl, I don't know. I don't know if I said some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you know, but it's so important. Let me hurt. Let me get this out. Let let God deal with this hurt before you try to put me on. Try, try to put me up front because you don't know what's coming with me up front. You know, you understand what I'm saying? That's why I say you got to go through the high school the first before you get to yeah, the school. The school is in the back. The, the school is waiting on you. But honey, all these swords, all these surgeons and nurses and stuff, they supposed to be suited and booted. They ready for you. You know, so. So yeah, I think the churches they they supposed to let us hurt, let us hurt yeah. for a minute. You know, you know what I'm saying. And from the church that my mom came from, when I say those women, it, it wasn't a whole lot of most men back in those days. They did all the preaching, but the women stayed on their altar with you, and that needs to come back. Those altar prayers need to come back. Talking about tearing with people. I'm talking about I'm not leaving this altar till I see something brand new in you. I don't care if one that that left eye twitch or something. <laughs> something got to happen, you know. So we need that. We need that. And we and we are so far away from that. We just when, when people come in the church now, oh, you know, what do you think you're good at? They don't know. They don't know. Shoot. They just shot somebody last night. Oh, I'm good at shoot. What you want me to do? <laughs> Well, let me help you shoot this devil. Um, you you on the usher board? No, what? You know? Let's go together. <laughs> oh yeah, we 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 should allow people to hurt. Yeah. We really should. and it's now and it's not our place to put a time yeah. on them. Okay, you can hurt from five years now. You need to get up. You know what? We don't know, man. I'm telling you, I j- man. Let me let me. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you it, and and, and it's all about. Um, and I have learned that too, Nana. You have to do something. You you have to do something too. I'm I, I'm talking. And when I say you can't put a limit on a person's oh, healing, because now my, me and my first husband been divorced ever since 2006, and I thought I was delivered from him. You know, I, I don't look at him like that no more. You know, boy, go about your business. Do you know the Lord had allowed a situation to come up? He said, I, I allowed this to happen because this is still on the back burner. I need you whole. And, 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 and when I say the Lord needs you whole, he gonna deal with everything. Some stuff that you ain't even thought of. You ain't even, you ain't even tapped into or none of that. Because back then... When I was going through my husband, I was the strong person. I had to deal with all those women coming in. I had to deal with all those different families he was bringing in the church. I had to deal with going to his mama house and they hiding the girl in the basement, you know, so I won't see the girl and stuff. But I had to deal with that. I didn't deal with it till now. Do y'all hear me? Yeah. This was 2006 when I divorced yeah. him. I had to deal with it yeah. now. This is 2020. Yeah. yeah, it's no time. I said, "Lord, I'm good." He said, "No, you're not." I got to, de- I, I got to, I got to really deal it was with oppressed. it. Oppressed. Yep. But you never was delivered from it. It was oppressed. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I, I'm telling you, I had not a clue because you know what? I was working under hardship. That's what I call it. 
I was working in the ministry under hardship because I was so I'm so strong. Oh, don't worry about that guy. I'll deal with him. Woo wild this and woo wild that. That's hardship. I would not. I, I, and that's why when, when when those young ladies and those young men come in, I, I don't I don't I don't just put them to the side. What's going on with you? Well, I don't want to say nothing. This is gonna make me cry. Cry, baby. I'm, I'm right here. Even if we have to leave and go outside and sit on the porch on the church steps, go ahead and cry. Yeah. I was working under hardship. Honey, I ain't working under hardship no more, honey. I'm I'm delivered, honey. So yeah, yeah, that that that's my part take on this. Yeah, I mean, you know, God is just so amazing and you know, a lot of women don't really understand get to hear this. A lot of women don't you know we don't hear this at church we you know we we don't we don't and sometimes we just need a more intimate setting or a place of sisterhood to share these type of things because you know everybody's story is not the same everybody is different everybody comes from a different walk you know and and sometimes we don't understand like Juanetta you said that you dealt with that, that chronic depression 28 years and then you know Shantae stated that you know you have to let people hurt and you have you can't put no time you know now you said you can't put no time on when god gonna deliver you so you have to go through that until he brings you out and a lot of people judge people you know on that they're not delivered when they don't even know you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. when, when they think yeah mm-hmm. yeah i, I- I, that's why I'm mindful of going to deliverance um, conferences and stuff mm-hmm. because a lot of time we, people are struggling with stuff we know that people need deliverance yes. but there are some things God can only pull off you know what I'm saying because he has to use it for his glory you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. so if, I know when I'm going into deliverance place there's something in the atmosphere that I need to take in but when God's hand is on me, he'll deliver me in his timing. Yes. That's why I'm mindful. People, all this, all this, I love my, I, I'm in deliverance ministry. That is my ministry that I work in. Hear me good. Mm-hmm. But I'm calling off nothing that the Holy Spirit didn't give me. Amen. Yes. And before I do that, trust me, I went through consecration and the Lord said it, not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's always verified also with scripture. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times people like doing stuff in the name of Jesus, but they ain't got no scripture to back up what you're doing. That's then right. if they got to back up what they're doing, they still don't understand that it's God that's going to do it, not them. Right. So I had to learn on this journey, this journey as I have, because I, I think, I got a, a dope relationship with God and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, but we friends. You understand what I'm saying? And the one thing God told me when I went into that marriage, He said, "I'm going to have to disconnect you, not from Him, but from that marriage." Mm-hmm. And I know what that looked like. Last year, I took an oath to myself. I couldn't talk to no man, couldn't get a phone number, couldn't do nothing for a whole year straight. 
And I mean that he, the devil sent some kryptonites my way. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shantae, I don't know if I had told her, but I had a soul tie. Mm. Another story, but I had a soul tie yes. for almost over 20 years. Okay? Ooh, mm-hmm. 20 years, and I had already been married. We'll come back to that. Oh, yeah. But it took God to deliver me from that. I mm. wanted it gone, but he needed to set, keep that on me so I'll never go back to doing the things how I got there in the first place. Mm. And that's what we understand. I had to stay in that marriage until God until God delivered me because I'd never go back to that. Yes. Man. Yeah, go back to it. Man. Once, once, once he delivered me out of depression and I started seeing it was just because I wasn't telling my story. Mm. Mm. I, yeah. I was in depression just because I wouldn't tell my story. Oh, wow. Wow. I was asking permission from people cannot be me and God had already called me. Ooh, that's good right there. Can you be you when God have already come in? Because a lot of times we put on somebody else's identity and try to fit in. Quick. Ooh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these- I made a conscious decision for my, you know, um, just by internet talking about telling your story. Because mm-hmm. When I started to tell my story, um, I would hit her and there, you know, and when I say hit her and there, like, um, somebody would ask me, oh, how's your relationship with your dad? And I'd be like, well, we don't have a good relationship. And I would stop right there. And then one day, the Holy Spirit said, so when when you go open up your mouth? So I started to open my mouth. And... In the moment of me opening up my mouth, it trauma it traumatized my mom mm-hmm. and my aunt. Now that's the aunt. That's my dad's. Um, all of us was in the same church, so I had. <laughs> and you have to be, cause I want to tell. Not gonna tell. You know, just say, don't stop telling your story. Because you have people because they not delivered or they not step free or or whatever, you know, whatever it is, they'll try to stop you. And if you're not conscious enough, you know what I'm saying, to be like, oh, no, the Lord told me to do this and do that, you know. So when I started, I was pulled into an office. And I was told not to tell my story no more. So I stopped telling it. So I had stopped telling it. And um, a few years after that, a few years after that, I got pregnant with my son. And when I say I had the hardest time with him, um, my my doctor actually, um, she um, diagnosed me as clinical depression. So now imagine I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm depressed. Nobody in the church see this. And it's all because I didn't say nothing. I wouldn't open my mouth. And that's and, and, and what's so funny about that, because I knew it. I kept saying, I know if I open my mouth, I'ma get better. If I tell this, I'ma get better, but I wouldn't because my mom didn't want me to talk. My aunt didn't want me to talk. So they got into the pastor's ear and they knew that I'm a you they when I say the devil is strategic, because 
he knew because my mama say no or my aunt that don't that don't mean nothing to me i don't care what y'all talking about so they had to use the pastor and so he was like well shante you know maybe this is not the time for this and whatever so i listened to him why because my heart was drawn to him you know because he's a man of god and maybe god told him that so i was depressed for years just because i did not tell and then when i did tell i made up my mind i said you know what i'm not doing this because um little by little i started saying little stuff to different people and i started feeling better so i said i'm gonna make a conscious decision to always tell my story i don't care who's in the audience if you don't want to hear it or you tired of hearing then get up and walk out you know (laughs) so um and when that book came out now you know yeah the devil and his brothers and his uncles and his you know all them came after me but i made a conscious decision i'm still not going to stop and i have noticed every time i every every not sometimes i promise you guys every time i open my mouth to tell my story, I feel something drop off. I feel something drop off. And and, and then what's so so awesome with God, he'll bring something else up. Hey, I need you to deal with this. I'm like, Lord, that lady is long gone, dead, and where? He said, I need you to deal with it. Dead or not, you ain't dealt with that. You still got some unforgiveness with that dead person. You know, so um, I tell people, I tell a lot of young girls, tell your story, honey. When I'm scared, you know, this and this and that, that's all right. I promise you, God will protect yes, you. Will. I had people put money on my head. Do you understand mm-hmm. me? And because I, I ain't no punk. You guys, because I ain't no punk. <laughs> <laughs> me. You know, I'll be like, oh, okay, I heard about that money you got on my head. It ain't going to stop my story. And I'm sorry that you feel that pain, but you're not going to stop me from talking. Okay, Jessica. We have a couple more minutes because I want to be mindful of everyone's time. You know, before we end this um, this podcast, I just want to thank you ladies for just being in my life. And I just want to thank you ladies. All right. For <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Who said something? <laughs> I think it's eight o'clock already. <laughs> so I just want to thank you guys. So, but, um, yeah. do anyone have any last comments, anything they want, nuggets, or anything? So, Janice, Janice, can you pray us out? Um, absolutely. Um, Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for our this beautiful daughter of yours named Jessica Johnson that you have given us, Lord God. We thank you for her. We thank you for the podcast that you have blessed her with. We thank you for the people that will be impacted by this blessed podcast, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that the words that were spoken pierced the hearts and the minds and the souls of your people, Father God, that you have entered into them, Father God, or you have sparked, you have ignited them, Father God, to dig deeper into who they are, to love themselves for who they are, to go back and, and uncover everything that they have covered up, Father God, and to, to, un, to unearth those things that have hurt them, that we have oppressed, Father God, that you are 
bringing us out to set us free, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you all the glory, Father God. We give you all the honor, Father God, and we give you all of the praise. We thank you, Father God, for the freedom, for the healing and deliverance that this podcast, Father God, in the name of Jesus has brought forth. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, Amen. Thank you. Love you. Love okay, you. bye. Thank you.